there I was on stage in front of about 150 women when I asked the question, how many of you have been in a toxic relationship? Almost every woman in the room raised their hands. I was blown away. Did you know that some researchers suggest that as many as nine out of 10 people have been in a codependent relationship? Wow. Years ago, I was absolutely in a codependent relationship, an abusive, narcissistic, abusive relationship. And I'm here to say years and years later that there are definitely things you need to know whether you are dealing with a toxic relationship or whether your clients are in a toxic relationship whether they're codependent or whether they are dealing with narcissistic abuse, you definitely want to listen to this podcast. I'm going to break on down everything from my own personal story and how it was a final one thing that healed my narcissistic abuse and how I distinguish the levels of toxic relationships so I can understand whether I should be working with this client or referring them to intervention and how to coach any client, regardless of the label of their dysfunctional relationship or narcissistic abuse trauma. You definitely want to listen to this. And I would suggest that you share this podcast with all of your friends that are dealing with toxic relationships. Let's do this thing. Welcome to the Dr. Aaron podcast. This is a top spiritual psychology coach podcast to inspire and teach you how to transform your trauma, birth your soul's purpose and manifest your dreams. Hi, I'm Dr. Aaron, Dr. Divinity. I'm committed to bringing you the best coaching tips, spiritual advice, trauma healing and metaphysical recovery secrets. I'm here to help you monetize your spiritual gifts and love your life. I want you to know that I've been exactly where you are, and I believe in you. Together, we're awakening the world. Hi, my soul family and community. I am super excited to be with you today to break on down how to coach narcissistic abuse, but not only that, but really how to coach anyone that is dealing with a dysfunctional relationship or toxic relationship. As stated earlier, some science is suggesting that as many as nine out of 10 people are dealing or have dealt with codependency. And so it's really important as coaches, or if you are just trying to coach yourself and trying to break through some stuff that we break this on down. So today you're going to learn the one thing that finally healed my narcissistic abuse and how to distinguish the levels of toxic relationships so that you actually can figure out, should you be working with this client? Or if you are your own client, right? Should you be putting yourself into an intervention, right? And then lastly, how to coach any client, regardless of the label, whatever they've been labeled, because spiritually, we don't believe in labels. We believe that everyone is whole and complete of themselves. And that anything that's out picturing in their life and their dysfunctional relationships or in any kind of a label is really just the cause and effect of what we've chosen to create and all the trauma and programming and everything. So let's break this on down. So first, before we begin, I just want to say that I love you guys so much. Our community is so extraordinary. And this week in our community, we are learning and embodying the law of harmony, universal law of harmony. And every week in our community, we embody one universal law. And in fact, the universal law oracle cards are coming out, um, I think in a few more weeks on Amazon. I'm super excited, you guys. And also we have an accompanying book with it as well for the 52 universal laws. But so this week with the law of harmony, we're going to break that down at the end. 
And I also just want to say that I'm super excited because we are excited to have our graduations this fall in our community. And we have, of course, all of our weekly live coaching calls with myself and all of our teachers in our community. So I just want to acknowledge our community and how amazing, how extraordinary, how just profound, life-changing everything is. And my life would never be the same without you guys. So I want to say thank you. And if you're new to our community or new to this podcast, I would recommend a couple things. I would begin to binge this podcast. There's series on everything from money breakthrough to relationship breakthrough, trauma series and metaphysical series and all kinds of things. And what we found is this, is a lot of people that binge this podcast end up coming into our amazing community called Soul Society. And you can check out the links below here, but let's break this one down. So how to coach narcissistic abuse. That's the title of this podcast. And the reason why is because people need to go to extremes to get real and to get coached. Okay. And my personal story, as a lot of you guys know, and I'm not going to get into it too much because my goal on these podcasts actually is to have them stay under 30 minutes, more like 20 minutes so that you can binge them, go on a little walk to whatever, get your mind right, and then move on. Right. So my stories, you guys know, probably is I was extremely codependent. I was raised by a mother who was codependent and she would be in and out of relationships, up and down in her relationships, an emotional mess when it came to relationships. So that was my patterning. All my trauma, of course, and we won't get into that, but I found myself years ago in a narcissistic abusive relationship with a Grammy winning rock star. And it was a the hardest masterclass lesson I ever had to go through in my entire life. I actually think it was harder than having a stillborn son at the age of 22. I believe it was actually harder than being date raped in high school or stumbling and falling down into spiraling down into bulimia from 17 to 20. The actual experience of narcissistic abuse, which really is codependency. It's just the outpicturing of the perfect, you know, experience of my own belief that I'm not worthy of love. And so here I was years ago, I was in a very narcissistic abuse, abusive relationship. And there was a moment, I'll never forget it. He had been on and off the wagon. He was an alcoholic drug addict, always trying to get sober. And I was in the role of, let me try and fix you and heal you and, and save this love, making the love my higher power. And I'll never forget one night he called me asking for me to come help him. He had fallen off the wagon and he was in a bar over on kind of the east side of Los Angeles. And I drove across the city thinking, oh my gosh, I get to actually save him. He's actually not going to fall off the wagon. It's not going to be this terrible thing. And I went to go pick him up and he was totally drunk <laughs> and he was obviously yelling and abusing me along the way as we drove back. And when we got back, cause he was staying over at his mother's house and, um, he, I brought him inside, got him showered up. And then he began to go into a rage and was yelling at me and was like, no, you get out of here. Cause you're going to go through my phone. And then you're going to, you know, it's all you, you're crazy, all stuff. And guess what I was, this is how my, this was my low you guys. Okay. And sure enough, I began to leave the place and right well, as I was leaving his mother's place, his phone was sitting on the kitchen counter and I grabbed his phone and I went, let me just see what's going on in here. 
and don't ask me how it wasn't locked or anything, but I began, I drove off, I pulled off on a side road and I literally went through his phone and I saw pictures of his, his privates, two other women. I saw about 10 different texting to 10 different women of telling them that I love you. We're going to spend our life together. Meanwhile, I was engaged to this man. And I sat there for an hour in the middle of the night with the reality. It was like the universe just like punched me in my stomach. And I saw all of the conversations, all of the sex texting, all of the manipulation, all of the lies. And I literally wanted to throw up. I was so ill. And in that moment, I realized something's going to change. And it wasn't him anymore. I realized how delusional I really was. But that story, I only tell you that story because that was one of probably 20 stories that were that intense in that. And I was so humbled by that because I had been doing my inner work for years before that. I had even had clients before that. And I was so embarrassed. I literally, what happened was I ended up shutting down my entire uh, social world because I was so, I had so much shame here. I was, you know, doing all this work, doing all the spiritual work, coaching and being going down this track. And yet I was still dealing with a level of a total insanity in my life. And so what happened is as we have shame, I began to basically get smaller and smaller and smaller in my consciousness and, re and basically repel from everyone and anything. And this is the true definition of, of a disease is you begin to, you know, as I say, we get as sick as our secrets. So I didn't mean to go that far into that story, but I think it's important to have something that's relatable for you to know that uh, no matter where you are whether you are in a narcissistic abusive relationship or whether you have some toxicity and you're having some big upsets in your relationships and it's beginning to actually have some trauma, you know, triggering trauma within you and things like that, regardless of where you are, I want to say today with such incredible honor in my heart, I am fully healed from my codependency. It's been years and years and years, so many years. Oh my gosh. And it has been such a blessing in disguise. I realized that when I look back, I realized that I chose that situation from a spiritual perspective because I decided I want to be the greatest leader and a spiritual, you know, badass to be able to deal with anything with my clients. And I could never ever be the leader I am today without having going gone through codependency and narcissistic abuse. So let's break this on down. So first of all, we have to distinguish, you know, and I want to finish with my one story, the one thing that finally healed my narcissistic abuse. So of course, I had to surrender and take responsibility. Okay. Absolutely. I could never, I could no longer point the finger at him. I had to begin to realize that he was simply a projection of my own limited beliefs of my unworthiness and my lack of understanding that I really did not believe that I was worthy of love. Okay. But that was not what fully healed me. Of course, that was the beginning. Then going into the trauma work, going into all that was imperative. Of course, that absolutely stopped the energetic cycles. But the one thing 
that finally healed my narcissistic abuse like experience was I realized that I still loved him. That at core, after I'd done all my trauma work, after I didn't, I had neutrality around it, I would go into meditation. I would go into spiritual mind treatment and into prayer. And I would begin to communicate because there was something that wasn't fully complete for me in my heart. And I realized it wasn't until I admitted that I still loved him at some level, I would not be in a relationship with him, but there was still a part of me that had love for him. And this was the actual one thing that actually shifted the final thing for me to be able to love him fully. And I love him to this day, because there was parts of that relationship that were absolutely things that I could never experience. I could never explain. There was profound love there for me, whether there was for him, it doesn't matter. There was profound love for me with him. And until I admitted that I still loved him, there was still a lie. And therefore there was a separation, a division in mine. And therefore it was actually keeping me in a lie and in a limited perspective. And so when I went into the space, sent him love and also know that I couldn't be in a relationship with him. That's when I finally healed fully from my narcissistic abuse. I realized that Everything he did, all the lying, all the cheating, all the manipulating, all the insanity was just because he had his own abuse. He had his own traumas. He had his own insanity and in his lineage and his karma and in his you know, ancestry, right? So I don't have to take it personal. I didn't have to take it personal anymore. I get to just love him and know the perfection of where he's at and his cause and effect of this lifetime, okay? So this is important. And this is so important because this is how to coach somebody, you know, in our coaching program, obviously I can't teach you everything here, but I'm going to break on down what you really need to take a look at for yourself or for your clients to understand the level of toxic relationship you're in or your clients in so that you can decide, are you somebody that can coach somebody or do you need to help them get intervention? And so I'll never forget when I was going through my codependency some of my friends that had gone through codependency said, you are going to be codependent and stay in this relationship as long as you need to, not one day more and not one day less. And so part of the thing is this, is that I realized that I needed to be in that. And the same thing with your clients, your clients may say they're ready to be healed and they may not be ready yet. They may need to go through some, a lot more dysfunction to hit their low, to be able to finally surrender. But so if I'm working with somebody, these are some of the basic things that I want to take a look at for what's the level of their toxic relationship. And one thing you guys need to know is this is a podcast based in what we would consider spiritual psychology. I'm not a psychologist. I'm a doctor divinity. And we actually do study the soul. That is our entire thing. The doctor divinity actually, and spiritual psychology coach and everything that we train in uh, spiritual psychology, master practitioners is really diving into the actual soul. Traditional psychology um, more deals with the cause and effect in the external world and measures the trauma and measures the results of all the trauma informed stuff. Okay. From a spiritual psychology, spirituality is a reality that everything comes from spirit, your true self consciousness. 
And psychology is the study of the soul. So we are actually looking at what's actually happening within somebody when there's trauma, not what happened to them. So we don't believe in big traumas or little traumas. We look at what happened within the subconscious. What happened? What did you decide? What were the commands and limited beliefs that you decided that energetically set the patterning into your soul and tagged your epigenetics and has you have this energetic experience of narcissistic abuse or traumas or whatever the, the title might be. From a psychiatrist perspective, there is what's called the NCBI, which is the National Library of Medicine. Medicine, And so we have to take a look at narcissistic personality disorder is a madman concept. It's a man-made concept. The truth is that even my ex is a divine spiritual being. And just like you, you're not codependent or a narcissist, right? You are you are a divine spiritual being. We don't believe in labels um, within our work. We believe in being able to heal thyself through energetic um, patterning and through transmuting the energetics on the soul level, clearing out the soul. That's our core work. Okay. So if you're somebody that is dealing with a toxic relationship and you want to actually heal, you can actually come into our community. And even in our coaching accreditation, we actually have practice calls and you actually do your work and you receive the work and you witness the work. It's called triads and you do all three perspectives. So you're having breakthrough, expanding consciousness and becoming really profound coach around all this work. In our practitioner, you are actually holding consciousness. It's a, it's a real high, high level of work where you actually can create miracles just by holding neutrality for your clients and be able to spot the limited beliefs and be able to do spiritual mind treatment, which is also called spiritual scientific prayer. Okay. So we have processes for coaching. We have trauma work, E4 trauma method, as you guys know, why I got the 2020 Walden Wisdom Award next to Oprah Winfrey and Greg Braden and Michael Bernard Beckwith is for these processes. Okay. But you as the coach need to distinguish should you work with this client or not? Or if you are in the toxic relationship, do you need to get help? Okay. So let's break this on down. So when a client comes to me and they are, you know, dealing with whatever, and oftentimes people aren't coming for the relationship. Sometimes they're coming to deal with relationship, but most of the time people are coming to me because they want to monetize their spiritual gifts. They want to get trained and everything. And this is what we found. About nine out of 10 of the women and men in our community are actually dealing with a level of codependency. And actually, the one thing that's holding them back from having success in their life and being able to actually have a successful career in spirituality is their codependency. Because when you're codependent, we know what it's like. I remember what it's like. I couldn't show up fully. I was a disaster. I was emotionally drained. I was just all the above. So how can you have success in all areas of your life, if you're still in a toxic relationship, imagine the butterfly effect of the negativity that's happening in your life because of your toxic relationships. So we need to break this on down. So say a client comes to me, say they are trying to heal their relationship or say they are coming because they want to make more money. Okay. It doesn't matter because the thing is, and what we train in is it doesn't matter what anyone's dealing with the same, we do the same processes, no matter who it is, no matter if I'm working with a big celebrity, no matter if I'm training somebody in the methodology, no matter if I'm dealing with somebody dealing with narcissistic abuse, or if they are doing whatever, the processes are exactly the same. But there are things that I'm looking for, okay, in this one thing. As someone comes in, and I discover that they are in a toxic relationship. 
because it's going to come up. Trust me, consciousness will come forward. And they begin to talk about how they're having big upsets. Maybe they are in a narcissistic abuse, abusive relationship, or whether they are dealing with just regular toxicity. This is what I'm going to look for. I'm going to have them recognize one thing. If they are in an environment where they are in a narcissistic abuse relationship or toxic relationship, if they're in that relationship still, then, and they are getting, you know, so upset, then it is re-triggering their traumas. And what we say is it's kind of like having a wound, right? Say you have a scab, a wound and it's scabbing over. And every time it's about to heal, you pick off the scab and it starts bleeding again. Okay. You can't heal a client if they're still in that environment. You can't heal somebody if they're still in that environment, if they're not able to do their work, if they're not in an abusive, narcissistic, abusive relationship, and they're just in kind of a somewhat of a dysfunctional relationship, it's possible. It's possible in any of the areas that they could stay in that environment and heal if they really did their healing work. But I'm here to say that majority of people won't be able to, because we are habitual human beings in these bodies and in our subconscious, right? We're divine spiritual beings, but we're having the experience through this particular, you know, soul, which is all the epigenetics in your lineage and all the patterning and all the programming and everything. So what I would do is this, is I first discover the level of where they're at. If they're in a narcissistic abusive relationship, they most likely are probably going to need to have daily, daily recovery calls. They're also going to need to maybe even have an intervention and get out of the environment they're in. Okay. You guys need to know that domestic violence and narcissistic abuse ruins lives. I'm going to say that again, domestic violence and narcissistic abuse ruins lives. It is dangerous. You guys, it's dangerous. People take their lives by suicide because of these different diseases, right? This is an extreme level of life. And I can speak from a personal level. I remember a point in time where I did not want to live because the abuse in that relationship was so bad. It was so dysfunctional. It was so hurtful that I, I didn't even see the point in life. And, and I would never have taken my life by suicide because I have a son but I literally was that low. So you need to know if you are dealing with narcissistic abuse, please seek medical and professional help. Okay. Our programs are for group. Okay. If somebody's in a, a narcissistic abusive relationship, they need one-on-ones. You can come in and hire our practitioners and our coaches for that. Okay. But you need to get some one-on-ones if you're in that of an extreme case. Okay. So if I'm dealing and the title of this podcast is how to coach narcissistic abuse, I'm going to tell you something. I don't, I wouldn't say it's the truth. It's not an absolute truth. But from a human perspective, it is the majority. If someone truly is a narcissistic, a narcissist, they actually most likely will not get help. And the reason why is because they are so extreme in their habitual things and all their trauma that the only way that they can actually survive is by being right. And so most narcissists will not get help. That's not saying that all narcissists will not get help, but the reality is they probably would not get help at the level. They'd probably go into an intervention or most likely they're sitting in the rooms of drug addicts and alcoholics in those rooms. Okay. That's nothing bad or not to judge that. Okay. 
but that's just the truth because the only way that they generally in a general perspective from a spiritual perspective will get help is if they go so far low in taking them out. And we are such actual good spiritual beings that the, if we don't use our energy for good, we take our own powers away. So most of narcissists will take their own powers away via alcohol and drugs or extreme um, gambling, extreme porn addiction, things like that. And they will end up actually going into rehab. That's the majority of the place. Okay. If you are in how to coach a narcissistic abuse, meaning you have been the abuse, you are the quote, quote, victim of this. And the reality is that you are dealing with codependency. Okay. Or your client is dealing with codependency. So we have to know that, that this is possible to heal, but the codependent, the only way the codependent actually heals is by realizing that they can no longer point the finger at the narcissistic abuse abuser. The only way that you or your client is going to heal and get help is if they're able to admit that they have the problem, that they are the one that needs to be healed. They're no longer looking to fix change or help or, you know, crucify the narcissist. They're actually ready to take full responsibility. So if I have somebody in front of me and A, are they willing to take hundred percent responsibility and heal themselves and not look at how they're going to fix the situation or the person? Okay. That's the number one thing. The other must have for me to coach somebody who's gone through narcissistic abuse is they need to not be in the environment or the relationship. Okay. So say they are, when they come in, then my, I might have an agreement. And the agreement is that in, you know, the next 30, 90 days, that if they are still getting upset and getting re-triggered and re-traumatized, that one, they will not be working with me anymore. They'll have to put their, their, contract on hold, or they, um, will, they will make an agreement that they will go out of their environment. They'll go stay with their family or go into intervention, whatever that is. But I will not work with somebody for more than say, I won't do it personally at all. I don't, I wouldn't do that at this point in my career, but back in the day when I did work with high celebrities, um, and addicts and things years ago, I used to work, um, doing that with some AA plus celebrities, by the way, that I can't disclose because I send, I, I uh, signed NDAs when I did it, but A plus big, huge, huge celebrities. Okay. Um, and the point is this, is that I wouldn't work with somebody dealing with an active addiction at this point, because I, I train in group, but we do have practitioners that will and coaches that will. So if you are somebody who is a coach, you would already know this because I train all of our coaches on what they, how to deal with somebody that's dealing with narcissistic abuse or not. So obviously narcissistic abuse looks like this, right? somebody who's manipulating, somebody who is lying, somebody who's in fantasy. So one of the things I realized when I was in that narcissistic abuse relationship that I was like trying to figure it out. I was like Googling, like, what is a narcissist? What is borderline? What is a bipolar? What is going on? I didn't understand what was going on. And for my ex, he kind of fell into a bunch of the categories. He was absolutely narcissistic in that he would manipulate and do whatever it took for him to get wherever he needed in his career, in his relationships, whatever it is that he wanted, he would figure out a way to get it. And it didn't matter if someone got hurt, harmed, you know, did anything. Um, he would do whatever it took for him to get whatever he needed. Okay. 
he was also somewhat borderline in that he would, he had no identity. Like his identity was in his rock star role. He had no identity. In fact, he would just get attached to the next project, the next person. And that is what he would get excited about. He couldn't get excited with just being with himself. He had to actually morph into whatever the project was, whatever the person was for him to even have an identity. And when he'd be in one side of the identity, he would make the other project or people wrong because he was also afraid of life because he had so much trauma, right? He was also what we call it, you know, a bipolar. And we don't do any of these labels spiritually, but from a traditional psychologist, psychiatry world, you would label him all these things. Okay. He was also borderline. He would, I mean, he was also bipolar. He would get really, really depressed and go into his addiction. And then he'd come out of his addiction. He'd get you know, start getting sober and he would get actually high on life, so high on life that he'd have so much energy and he'd wind himself up so tight that he would again, snap into his falling into the demise of, of his addiction and falling all the way back to the bottom. And it was like a big up, a big down, a big up, a big down. Okay. So these are all the distinctions and inside of our coaching, we're going to dive way, way more into all the, um, trauma informed work, doing all the processes, how to distinguish these things further and further. But today, to just complete the cycle, how to coach narcissistic abuse. You've got to first discover what's the level of abuse, what's the level of toxicity in you or your client. You've got to make that distinction so you can decide, is this something that can even be helped if they're still in the environment? They generally cannot be coached until they're out of that environment because they're just getting re-traumatized and re-triggered all the time. And then what is the answer? How do you actually deal with somebody when they're ready to heal, when they're not in the environment anymore, they're ready to do their work. And it's absolutely a hundred percent trauma, 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 E4 trauma method for sure. Getting all the energetics, clearing out all the, I had total PTSD after it, right? doing all the PTSD work again. If you have extreme PTSD, please go seek medical help first to make sure you're okay. Okay. All that stuff. So they want to be able to, you want to coach to E4 trauma work. You want to coach and getting all clearing out all the soul, all the energetics and clearing off all those tags on their epigenetic DNA so that the client can become neutral and become cause over their life and no longer needing to have some perpetrator come in their life for them to keep having the identity of I'm not enough, I'm a victim, something's wrong with me, all that stuff, okay? And in this, I hope that you got something out of this. May you share this with your friends so that you can all heal together and have more, more wisdom and knowledge to know that you are divine spiritual being. Let's take a deep breath in together in the nose. Exhaling out, doing a spiritual mind treatment, expanding our consciousness into the one divine consciousness, your highest consciousness, the consciousness that absolutely is one with everything. It's one with that narcissistic abuser. It's one with all of it. It's here to say, I'm here to reveal the truth. I know no matter what you've gone through, no matter what upsets and breakups and manipulations and all the insanity. I know no matter what has gone through, whatever your past is, whatever your your traumas are. I know that right now, right here, you have the ability to heal thyself. You have the ability to become unrecognizable. You're here to become the highest version of yourself. And in this, I know no matter what's happened, that you are the creator. You're one with the creator, the force within you, the source within you is the same source that lives and breathes in everything that is the one source that's created all of life. And in this field coming into that neutrality 
I release all discord and I say, thank you, suffering. Thank you, abuser. Thank you all that. Because without my narcissistic abuser, I would never be the woman that I am, the leader that I am today. Thank you for being my teacher. Thank you for being my guru. Thank you for leading me because I know love is the way and the love always is the teacher. Love is a teacher. May we know that we are love, that we can never seek love out there, that we're the one that we've been waiting for. We are the love of our life because when we fully love our life, we fully love ourselves, we're able to love another. When we see ourselves unconditionally in love, we're able to unconditionally love another. And in this, I'm knowing profound healing of codependency, of uh, narcissistic abuse, of toxic relationships, of all of those things, all the relationship goals that we have in the spiritual psychology and in knowing the truth of our one divine love. And in this, I say yes, yes, yes to you healing and knowing the truth as together we say. And so it is amazing, you guys. Okay. If you're all not, not already in our community, there's a couple things you can do. Number one, you can go right below here. There's links into our free community on Facebook. There's also all, uh, you can come binge all the different podcasts in here so you can get your mind right. And then also you can come into a Wednesday call right now. I'm doing a call. Um, if it's not Wednesday, it'll be on the website. If you go to society.com. S-O-U-L-C-I-E-T-E.com. It's right below here also. We update that link. So even if I'm not doing a Wednesday breakthrough call, whatever, wherever I am live, because I always have live events for free for people to discover, breakthrough and discover more about our community. We do not do high pressure sales, but what we do is we're going to really help you get clear of what your goals are and what it's really going to take to get there from a spiritual perspective, from, from doing all your inner work and from whatever it is, if you want to monetize your spiritual gifts, we work with people that don't want to turn their love for spirituality into a career. We work with all different dynamics of people doing their spiritual awakening and transformational work. And so I will see you there hopefully on Wednesday. It'd be amazing to get to know you dive deep and let's do this thing. Okay. Have a beautiful day. Have blessed. And Hey, if you've listened to this podcast and you have not already subscribed and given a review, do it. Come on, you got to give back, girl and guy. Seriously, do it. Okay. I love you guys. Have a beautiful, blessed day and may you live your truth.